If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. The gayest path on our podcast on the planet where we ask the hard questions like Where do the wings go on a centaur pegasus? Oh shit. Well, I mean, why wouldn't they go in the same place? As a regular pegasus, right? Well, on a pegasus, it's on like its back. Yeah, but like... I mean, that would be the best place for them to be to support the pegasus anyways. So it'd probably be there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, would what wouldn't they like bang their arms into the into their wings? Because now they have arms. That's not like it in the formula with a regular Pegasus. Well, why would they hold their arms out if they're flying? No, but like, if if you're like drawing your bow back, you're gonna smack your arm into the bo- into the wings. No, I don't think so. Maybe you gotta yeah. okay. Maybe there's like an equation. This maybe you gotta like lean your whole like human body forward while your like horse body is just like regular and it flies. This is a weird question. That also, a... that also brings up the question of like, can like can centaurs lean forward? I oh. think so. Yeah, because yes, okay, they have they a weird have anatomy. A workable human part of their spine. Yeah, but like it, it's it's weird it's because like where pole. where does the spine? No, no, hold on, Derry, Derry, Derry. Their spine is really long. It goes from the top of their human head to the bottom of their fucking um, horse butt. It's a long spine, and it just kind of like arches in one place naturally. To support the human part of the body. Well, I don't. I, hmm, I guess leaning forward would kind of help, but then like you're off balance because suddenly you've you're, you shifted your center of gravity. <laughs> center of gravity. <laughs> also, when you when you pull back a bow, you have to have your back straight. Yeah. Well, okay. I think it's that... a good thing. This thing isn't real, and center pegs uh-huh. aren't a real thing. You you've seen you've seen pegasi in in movies. They can kind of like. They don't like, they're yes, not like standing building. straight up. No, 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 hold on, shut the fuck up. Their back isn't straight when they're like flying. They're kind of like at, a, at an angle. So I don't think the, the wings would like catch with the arms at all. You know, that's fair. That's a that's a decent 
I still think that the best way to do it is having a pair of very small wings on the human back and a pair of very small wings on the horse ass. Why would that fix the arms catching? What? That wouldn't fix anything. Yeah, that just make more problems. Let's play some. Let's play some fucking Pathfinder. Shall fucking we? Nimrod. Oh my god. Um, Artists okay. get to work. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's your challenge this week, Artists. No more fan art. I want to see his fucking centaur Pegasus. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> okay, we're playing Pathfinder. Um, Please. So, previously in Extinction Curse, you guys have made your way to the city of Eskadar. You're home for a long time and also the home of a lot of bad memories. Because this is the city uh, where Mistress Duskbite Celestial Menagerie resides. And you guys have had bad experiences with your former employers and you're not really looking forward to meeting them again. Um, which you already have. You met with their lawyer when they were like trying to... Um, you were trying to get somewhere to stay and their lawyer was like, No, uh, you, you got the place. But even then, it is a little bit... It's not the ideal location. It's kind of out of the city, um, overrun with weeds, um, a lot of wood, wild, monstrous bar guest that escaped from Mr. Suskvites quite a while ago. You know, living in the woods, kidnapping ki kids and stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah. But that hasn't put a halt on your progress, and you guys are, after having defeated one of those bar guests... Uh, ready to spend the week promoting the circus and clearing out whatever else lies in that swamp because you, you don't want that kind of stuff interrupting the show. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is Moonday morning. Uh, that's Fancy Monday. You guys have a busy week ahead of you. Uh, the performance is going to be on Star Day. Um, that's Fancy Saturday. And uh, you guys have a pretty busy week ahead of you. You're going to need to clear out the whatever might lie to the south you need to promote the circus uh, Ariato, uh, you may be uh, meeting up with a certain someone over the week Breloon Brestel, the best jury maker who has promised you information that may be pertinent to your past. A lot of alliteration in that sentence. Royari, you know that there is a little girl in this, uh, named Greta here in Eskadar who may come to you looking for help in uh, meeting with Yordor Saint Sarnax who raised you as a kid and also may have some information on this hidden moonstone temple. And Volio, you're just a silly little clown. <laughs> so, how are you all doing today, uh, Wandering Tree? As you wake up, the sky is cloudy, but not like... It doesn't look like it's going to rain. It just looks like it's a cloudy day. What are you guys going to do today? You, We're going to be spending the first half of the session before the show just kind of Skipping through the week. Uh, I think Volio's doing fine as ever. It's a, a little bit rattled from the other day, but no worries. Gotta, gotta get, get, mm -hmm. jump over that hurdle. Um, but doing, doing good. Doing as a clown should. Ariato, how are you holding up? Uh, she's probably doing all right. Um, still shaken from the other day, but not yeah. letting it get to her too much. Or at least mm -hmm. trying her best not to. Uh, I do need you to know that Cubby is definitely hounding, again, hounding you uh, with new art that he has done. It's impressive for a dog. So well, she appreciates it and she loves him dearly. And <laughs> uh, Royari, how are you doing today? Um, Royari wakes up feeling uh, perfect every morning. So 
<laughs> you all, I will say, you guys have been getting literally the best night's sleep you have ever been getting. That's fucked up. Uh, that's probably like the resonant life thing inside you. Um, you are basically healing to max HP every time you go to bed now, which is... Now this, now this is sexy. So you guys have, uh, are meeting up in the morning. You can see everyone is practicing. You see uh, Elion is playing, uh, kind of playing around with the two water methods. Um, Axel is practicing pigeons with the kids. Uh, the sideshow of everyday marvels are doing some more like mundane tasks, like carrying stuff around. And you guys have a few decisions to make. You know that you need to clear out some stuff down to the south. You know that you need to go into town to promote the circus. Ariato, you know that you might at some point want to check in uh, with Braylon Brestel, the halfling bestiary maker. So what are you guys going to do? Mm. Uh, Volia walks up to the other two uh, once they've gotten their everyday shit done. Uh, and he's like, right, we have a lot to do and so little people. What should we be doing today then? We need to promote, right? Mm. Yes. That is very important. People need to be here for us to actually make money. That is very true. And we do want to be more popular than our <clears throat> competition. Should we do that today? Uh, well, it is almost a week away, a little less than... Yes, I think it'd be a good idea to have at least one person go out and hand out flyers. That sounds like a good idea. Okay, who wants to be the volunteer to go... And out flyers. What do you need to roll to do that? Society. society. Everybody check their society rolls. <laughs> you check them. What are what are they? Uh, <laughs> How does a clown fare in society? Mine's three. Not well. <laughs> uh, my society is plus seven. So is mine. So, do you want to, or do you want to do something else? Because I can do so- I can do the handing out flyers if you want. Uh, Ariado wants to go to the store. <laughs> She needs to learn okay. uh, more about her past trauma, so... That's right. Rari's like, I could go do that. Oh, yes, you will do such a good job. I do perfect jobs every time. Okay, so moon day, here we go. Rari, you head out into Eskadar and you start handing out some flyers. This is, I think, the first time we're going to be doing a proper little downtime adventure. Let's go. So, Rari, you head into t- uh, town. You got a bag of flyers. Um... And then you realize, wait, no, I don't. You don't have a bag of flyers. They're about to. Yeah, you're going to you're going to have to go uh, buy uh, some different tiers of advertising. Right now, the Circus of Wayward Wonders has fifty gold to its name, uh, and you can buy uh, a different tiers of advertising to get your starting anticipation up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest you can afford right now is tier four, which costs forty gold. It's a lot of gold, and that would take six anticipation. Mm. Uh, then there's level 3, it's 20 gold that's 4 anticipation level 2, that's 5 gold, that's 2 anticipation and then 1 anticipation for 1 gold at tier 1 so how good how good advertisements do you want to spend? remember, you have a finite budget and you might want to buy other stuff over the week uh, spending money on the 20 gold it sounds like something they'd want to do in Escadar in particular anyways yeah Okay, so Rari, you go into the town office and you get some stuff printed out in this brand new fandangled thing called a printing press. Fancy! Brand new to Kortos. Um, it's a thing that lets you mundanely print out multiple types of paper of the same kind. It's good. It's the future for books, you can tell. <laughs> Where's fantasy Johannes Gutenberg? <laughs> 
the real Johannes Gutenberg, of course. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. It's just like how in, in Andoran, I read in, a in one of the books that like Andoran's like, oh, you can, everybody has glasses. You don't have to worry. <laughs> they'll hand them, they'll give them to you if you live there and you don't have to pay giant amounts. Of, it's not just for the rich. And I was like, oh, oh my god. Okay. Fancy. Um, so, Royari, mm -hmm. you uh, print off a load of these flyers. Uh, they're colorful. You have a few Sword Saint flyers uh, from the commission that Hod made you, and you're very happy with those. Oh, yeah. You kind of plaster those up around town. These ones are in color. This is the next level compared to the uh, parchment ones you had back in Aberton. Uh, that being said, you need to roll me a society check over uh, today and tomorrow to make me uh, see how much anticipation you can drum up. That's a 16 plus 7, so that's 23? That's 23. Okay, that works, Royari. So you're going to generate anticipation equal to your level plus your charisma modifier. Hell yeah. Okay, that is nine. Okay, uh, that is... Wow, yeah, so you're up to 13 uh, anticipation already. Remember that your max anticipation is 20. So you're doing pretty good already. You come home in the evening, Royari. Uh, Ariato and Volio, I think you kind of had to spend most of the day practicing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a... You are very busy to wake up to your first performance in any place. Royer, you come home and you let everyone know about how your great day of uh, advertising went and how tomorrow you're going to do pretty good too, probably. Mm-hmm. I think around a dinner that night, you are, uh, you're all kind of talking. You got some curry uh, made by uh, the Kambalis. It's very good, as it always is. And um, I think... Elysia is sighs a little bit and she's like oh, with all the advertising you guys are pulling in I'm starting to wonder when we're going to need a bigger tent uh, it will happen someday probably sooner rather than later uh, and I think um, the professor scratches his chin a little bit and he says uh, a big tent I reckon will cost us about 40 gold uh, so we're not quite there yet but perhaps after this show we'll be able to buy one Hopefully. Um, Perhaps. I plan on being perfect, so we'll make money. Sure you will be. Very grins. Axel kind of puts up a hand and he says, Uh, I, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I saw some lights in the uh, in the woods last night. That's very nice, Axel. Now quiet down the adults uh, no, are talking. No, uh, let him speak. What kind uh, of lights? No. Oh, just lights. I, I think there are people walking around in circles around the camp. They didn't come too close, but they, they were there. This was a little bit after you guys got rid of the wolves, so I, I don't know. Maybe it was nothing. Mm hmm. Doubt. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Um, regardless, you guys get that day done pretty well. It's Toil's Day now. Um, mm -hmm. Ariato, in the morning, you are awoken by a little note uh, that is handed to you, uh, like, sorry, like your door is knocked on, and um, I think it's uh, hard, and he's like, note for you. And uh, you take it, and it is indeed from Braylon Brestel, the bestiary maker, saying uh, that he, very excitedly, I found it, I found the book I was looking for. Well, uh, she immediately gets ready, which is something that she never does, Holy shit. Goes to get ready in the food. morning? Yes. What the fuck? Uh, goes to get food, scarfs it down, and then says, I'm going to stand by. 
Okay. Be safe. Rari is literally half awake right now. She's like, be safe. Hello, bye. She's like fucking sprinting off. She's never (laughs) ready this early in the morning. That's weird. (laughs) Um, Rari, you're going to have to go back to promoting today. Uh, Volume, is there anything you want to do today? You could like go check out and see if you say any footprints of people might have been scouring the, the... edges of the camp. Oh yeah, as much as he likes to um, be kind of a a jackass, he is worried about that. So uh, yeah, he'd like to check out the outer surrounding woods. Okay. So I need you to make me a survival check. Okay. It's a flat check. (laughs) That's an eight. No, I will tell you, you do not find any footprints whatsoever. (laughs) And that's crazy. (laughs) Axel's full of shit. Yeah, he he goes back to camp and he... he, um, he says to Axel, Well, I went out and I looked the woods where you said you saw something, and I have to tell you. Yeah? Please go get your eyes checked. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't. Oh, Axel so seeing lights in the woods as always. Oh. <laughs> something is very wrong with you, sweetheart. Oh, no. oh my god. My mom used to tell me that all the time. Oh, oh no! my god. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, no, this is so sad! <laughs> Anyway, um, Ariato, you make your way into Eskadar. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, you make your way into uh, the little bookshop, um, Braylon Bressel's Vestier Maker. And there indeed is Braylon, uh, nose buried into a book. Um, this one appears to be about Lamias and their migration through Assyrian. And uh, he looks up at you and says, Oh my! Miss Ariato, it's so good to see you again. Hello, how are you? I'm very good. Uh, I see you got my missive uh, bringing you here. Yes, I just had it this morning. Wonderful, wonderful. They, they, the, the, the Eskadar Postal Service is truly one of the finest parts of this city. Now, come into the back, come into the back. I have much to discuss with you. She scampers to the back. So he kind of brings you back and... There on the table is a kind of moldy-looking old book. Hmm. There's no title on it. It it just looks like a really ugly journal. Well, there it is. Well, she picks it up and she flips through it. It literally just looks like a journal. This doesn't seem to be like a... The way he put it was almost like this was like, oh, this huge, uh, extremely successful... um, like adventurer who wrote back to uh, to to uh, Braylon in a magic book, it it doesn't look that impressive. It's like I said, kind of moldy. It mm. looks like it may have been like left out in maybe not the most ideal situations for like long time, twenty years maybe. Oh, good. Like it's quite the impressive little journal, isn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> uh it's very it looks like it's seen some places well not quite um more that it hasn't seen any places huh it's kind of been tucked away here no one believes it's real oh. you see my uh companion here his name was charano daska and he was an adventurer uh a very accomplished adventurer. He left uh, from Eskadar, I'd say, a, 
about 20 years ago now, actually. And we see, he and I, back in the day, I was maybe a little more bold, uh, and we decided that, well, wouldn't it be great for us to go where someone had never gone before and visit the Glottendark? Um, he'd gone to several other planes before, like I said, talented man. Um, and I promised to be his chronicler, but rather than go with him, I stayed behind and decided to... He would send notes and I would pen a book from it. Um, he got a guide, uh, a lady, I believe she was... Uh, oh, goodness, I can't remember her name, but this lady... She uh, said that she'd been to the Glutton once or twice before and offered to act as a guide. It didn't ah. turn out well for him. She wasn't exactly what she said she was, but... This is sparking so many red flags in Ariadna's brain. Is everything all right? You look rather concerned. I'm fine. <laughs> I just... Mm-hmm. I... Mm. I just feel real bad for this guy. He was a good man. I sure Had a fighting spirit in him. <sighs> not much, un- not much unlike yourself. Really, a charismatic man. Regardless, I'd say um, I've marked some of the passages which uh, may be of special interest to you. Oh. Uh, so you could, you can flip through a lot of it. Uh, you said you're most interested in Zivgavizeb, correct? Yes. So I've Very. I've gone ahead and read through the book itself. Um, a lot of the uh, details that you'll find, I've skipped over stuff like the, you know, biology or herbology of the land. You don't care about what kind of plants grow in the glutton dark, I assume. But be certainly I've highlighted aspects about Zivgavizeb. Oh, okay. Those are the important things I'll read first. I'll read the rest later. So, uh, the journal reads as follows. Today, we finally made it to Zevgiasos, the land of the verdant moon. This is kind of the home realm of the master of Glottendark, Zevgavizeb himself. And Zevgos dwarfs all the other cavern worlds in size. No sun dots the center of the cavern world. Instead, a massive flickering moon hangs in the sky, forever full and somehow emitting a faint light all of its own. Curiously, while natural dark vision would normally show Zevgros only in shades of black and white, some property of the radiation here causes it to be perceived in color, specifically a nauseating shade of green that inspired the name of Zevgavizeb's original holy text, Screams of the Verdant Moon. While traveling here, I found much about the Demon Lord. Zivgavizeb, the Beast of Glottendark, Lord of Reptiles, the Sun Devourer, is a ravenous and cruel Demon Lord whose followers commit heinous sacrifices and engage in long, brutal wars in the name of their deity. Beyond his followers among the Zulgat, also known as the Troglodytes, who form the majority of his congregation, Zivgavizeb is little known among mortals, for his interests rarely extend beyond his own abyssal domain and his insatiable hunger. Most scholarly works describe him briefly, pointing to his origin as some kind of other creature before his ascension to demonkind as one possible explanation for his insatiable hunger and unquenchable bloodlust. Uh, 
Faithful Zulgad believed that each period of Zivgavazeb's infinite slumber allows the Demon Lord to literally digest and incorporate some portion of knowledge of those he devours, and those sacrificed in his name. In this state of torpor, there is little to, uh, to fear from the Lord of Reptiles, and his followers enjoy periods of peace and prosperity. When the Demon Lord's hunger uh, riles him once more, though, the shockwaves of his cravings can be felt to the very bones of his devotees, who themselves become uh, driven to rage-fueled violence. These ravenings, as Zulgat refer to their periods of war that coincide with Zivgavizab's hunger, have kept his cults in aeons-long conflict and stunted the development of their societies for as long as they have worshipped the dread demon. Uh, you flip forward a few pages and you find a passage that describes his personification. Zivgavizab's monstrous form is indicative of both his alien origins as some kind of strange outer creature and his, new, his station as a demon lord, though he maintains bestial elements of the monsters that roam the darkest, dankest places of the cosmos, including titanic dinosaurs, hungry bats, and riding cephalopods. Acid-spitting tentacles lined with suckers and tipped with lamprey-like mounts, massive tattered wings with uh, phalangs sharpened like claws, saurian fangs that ring the insides of a slavering maw. These are physical features often ascribed to the beast of the glutton dark. I have sketched here a rune that I found carved into the wall of a temple, brought to my attention by my dear companion, Alinda. Um, and it shows you a picture. Oh boy. Um, it's like a dragon and a dinosaur and a moth and a squid and there's a lot going on. He is super eating like a T-Rex, and the T-Rex is tiny compared to him. There's several things oh that should not be meshed together at all. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's really fucked up. Um, you kind of, like, scroll through some more. Um, you find, like, there's some other cool stuff. Uh, like, for example, um, a little prayer that he's taken down. Dominate, masticate, appropriate. Zivgavizab grant us his power, his fury prison in all our veins, and spare us his unending hunger. Consume, lest you be consumed. The silent do not scream. Um, this goes on for quite some time. It's all in all. Zivgavizab is a chaotic evil god of demons. The beast of the glutton dark sphere of influence encompasses caverns, reptiles, the strong and all-consuming hunger. A primordial uh, dinosaur creature turned demon lord, Zivgavizeb seems to care little for his followers, and so he is often more appropriate than worshipped. His edicts are to expand your clutch's domain, dominate your enemies, demonstrate mastery over your craft environment, and devour the weak. His anat anatomy is surrender in combat, express weakness in the face of adversity, and show mercy to the weak. The alignments that he allows are neutral evil and chaotic evil. And you kind of skip through towards the end. And Ariato, as you're skipping through towards the end, you do find his notes. No longer really talk about Zivgavizeb. You can see Braylon trying to like pull the book away from you, but you keep flipping for a second. Because he starts talking about his companion. And for a lot of this, he was highly praising her. 
It seems like he even intended to ask her to marry him when he got back. Oh, dear. And Ariato, towards the end, just before his notes cut off very abruptly, you find a very panicked scribble directed to Braylon. Braylon, I fear my companion is not who she says she is, for I saw her last night communing with one of the demons. She is not a person. Her hair is twisted and her fingers long, and I believe she has lured me here as a soul to be sold to the creatures that live here. I am going to try to escape, but I fear that she is a night hag. And that's the last word in the book. I think she stares at the last couple words there for a while. Sorry, that you shouldn't have seen that. That's all very uh, upsetting stuff, even to me to this day. You, you don't have to read any more of that. Uh, are, are you all right? Uh, I think so. He kind of like takes a book from you and looks up at you. His eyes kind of like really concerned. Did, did this help? Or? More than you probably know. Uh, I'm I'm glad I was able to help. He's still super concerned looking. You, I, I assume, don't look great. Oh, no, she doesn't. Um, I think she looks down at him and hesitates before realizing I could probably trust this guy mm -hmm. and says, I haven't told you that I'm a changeling, right? Oh, 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 I simply assumed that was regular heterochromia. Sorry, um, you're, you're not quite like the changelings I've read about. Mostly they're, you know, living alone, yeah, like snarling at people. I've read some fairly biased books, though, from people who, I'm sorry, that was rather insensitive of me. I apologize. No, I um, mean, you're not wrong what I was like that, uh... Um, how long have you been in Eskadar? Uh, all my life, honestly. Have you ever been to Madame Dusklight's? No, like I said, they don't treat their animals very well. It makes me quite uncomfortable. Do you know anyone named... Ariato the Demon Hag. I guess I've heard the name, no. But I assume sharing the name is... That would be you? Yeah. He kind of looks up at you and I, you see him doing the math in his head like, Alright, well I don't see Demon Hag. <gasps> ah! 
You... You don't... I but... hope not. But it seems like... That would make you Chirano's... Daughter. Oh my word, I'm... I'm so sorry, I... 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 I had no idea. No one could have had any idea. This has had an effect on your blood? Like, you you have... uh, Demonic... Manifestations? Yeah. He sits down a little bit says... Well, being conceived in the glutton dark would do that. I'm... I'm terribly sorry. It's okay. Do you like a cup of tea? Yeah. (laughs) I I can put some whiskey in it if you'd like. (laughs) Make it a double shot. Do you have anywhere to be for today? Because, um, I can... I can tell you about him if you'd like. I can make up for practice some other day. I'd like to know about him. Okay. I think you and Braylon spend some time talking. He tells you all about a man who may have been your father, Chirano Dasco. He was a fighter. He was very interested in planar travel and writing books. He was eventually hoping to become a member of the Pathfinder Society down in Absalom. And he was hoping that by writing a book where he explored the Gluttondark, he would be immediately propelled to fame. He was always... He was always uh, a risk-taker, put it lightly. He sounded a lot like you. And... He was a good man. And Braylon really emphasizes that because he's really sorry that you had to find out like this. Hmm. <laughs> Woo! Well, she, How they, is Ariato holding this up? Sorry, I cut across. What do you say? There's just everything going on in her head right now. Don't blame her. Don't blame her. Yeah. Uh, one of them very much being a, okay, so how to kill a night hag. <laughs> Good question. With a day sword. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ritz. Thank you so fucking much. Every day. You are the reason. <laughs> I didn't hear Wait, you. Wait, what? Okay. I said, I, with, I said with a day sword. <laughs> I'm very fun. A day the Dayman, enemy of the Night Hag. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, Ariato, would it be fair to say that you don't go home in the evening? Or do you stay over or do you go back home in the evening? Uh, I think she stays for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. He fills you up with as much whiskey as you asked for. <laughs> she doesn't drink it too often. Um, I think she just take. I think she just takes it, um, sip by sip, but 
alcohol is disgusting. So, <laughs> so she uh, doesn't drink it too much, but she appreciates the tea. Do you head home, home in the evening or? Yeah, yeah, I think she heads home after a bit. Okay. Royari and Volio, uh, you are all home. The end of Toil's Day. Ariato is out, like, she's gone for a while, and you're like, oh, what was that about? Where is she? Um, I think it's like around 11 p.m. that you see her coming up the dirt road, which is late. Oh, she's returned to us! She just wanted to go to a bookstore, apparently, so seeing her come home in the state that she is is weird. Uh, Rayari, upon seeing uh, Ariato, immediately rushed to her and is like, Are you okay? Your face is red. What happened? Let me just find out what happened to your father. Uh, no, no, I have not. You want to talk about it? He was an adventurer researching the Glutton Dark. Oh my goodness. Researching Zeb Gabby Zeb. Oh my god. Perhaps you should sit down. That's more relevant than I thought it would be. <laughs> and he was escorted by a woman uh-huh. who ended up being a night hag. Ah. He was there because he wanted to join the Pathfinder Society, and he thought that writing a book about the place would get him there. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. I am very sorry, Veriato. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna fucking murder my own mother. And you know Such what? I will help you if you want. She no. deserves it. Anyone who's left you, anyone who left you with her doesn't deserve anything. She's not your mother by family. She is just your mother by blood. Your family is whoever you choose it to be. Yes, yes. That's why you and he, he, uh, he pokes her on the nose are my family. You guys are my family, too. Polo hmm. brings them both into a hug. And your family will help you kill your mother! We absolutely will murder her! One day. For now, Maybe. though, you were gone a very long time. Where did you go? Well, I there's this nice know. there's this nice bookshop that also really hates Madame Dusklight. Oh! <gasps> we should sponsor them! He's nice guy too. He's very nice. Um, he knew my dad. Oh, oh my oh. god. Yeah, he was giving me a lot of information about him. That's why I was late. That's okay. I'm glad that you found that out. Yeah. As long as you're safe. He was, a, he was apparently a very nice and very adventurous person. I think you got that from him. <laughs> like father, like daughter. I'm at least glad I inherited everything from him. And nothing from my mom. You not inherit anything from her. She is nothing. Did you eat dinner, by the way? 
No. You probably, yeah, you probably didn't have an actual dinner, no. Well, and now I'm you not will. going to tell you what I've been drinking. Oh, that's why your face is red, you. <laughs> She's hammered. I, 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 I'm still conscious. I made it home by myself. Yourself? This is not an endorsement. Don't fucking do this. Ryari, <laughs> Ryari, like. You, you do not have demon hag powers. Ariato does. Ryari puts, puts his hands gently on her cheeks and is like, oh my god, we are going to put food in you. Please. Is there, an, is, is there any more curry? Oh, yes, there is. Oh, thank God. Tons and tons. Uh, you guys start heading back to the camp, and I think as you're going, Royari, just for a moment, in the woods, you see lights. Royari squints. And then they're gone. Huh. I just saw lights. Hmm? In the woods. Oh, you and Axel of the lights in the woods. I checked it out. There's nothing there. I am not Axel. You cannot insult me. <laughs> you may be pretty, but your eyesight is not. Oh, shut up. If you would like to go check yourself, you're free to. But just as I said, there are no tracks there. Are you sure that you just didn't see tracks and perhaps your eyes need to be checked? This is not possible. You guys head home for the night? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was one hell of a fucking toils day, huh? Sure was. Just your average Tuesday. <laughs> well, it's wheels day now. Hooray. Um, okay. So someone else is going to need to go out and do advertising today. Um, Happy Royari, so it's between Ariato and Volio. Who wants to do advertising for the next few days? You have the higher society. <laughs> Okay, I, I can also hungover. You are okay. Hold on. Am I? I mean, probably not that. Not really, actually. Never mind. I I no, retract no, no, no. that hold, statement. Hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Bold of you um, to assume Ariana's... that any of my characters are going to be lightweights. Are you kidding me? <laughs> KK will okay. fight you. Regardless of if she's hungover or not, Volio bursts in with one of those fucking hangover drinks and is like, "Ariato, it's your turn to go and into town and advertise for us." Okay. Wake up, wake up! I'm awake! Hey, you must down this. <laughs> it's like a disgusting concoction. He made himself. Oh my he God. did. Oh. You don't know what's in there. Oh no! I'm afraid. It smells like egg. Egg! Well, she drinks it. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh God. <laughs> she just looks up at Volio, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> she just looks up at him. <laughs> she didn't say a thing. Well? Do you feel better? Uh-huh. How is your head? I just realized that because you guys have life powers, I don't know if you can get hungover. <laughs> it... Well... It is Captain America 2. That's so sad, actually. Ariato, you feel fine, but you're not sure it's because of the drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stick to potions. Ariato doesn't feel fine anymore. <laughs> I think potions are your go-to. I don't know about this, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I will work on the recipe. Thank you very much for your feedback. You have my first fun. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. 
<laughs> okay. Ariato, you go into town to you probably get something to, in your fucking mouth. <laughs> um, I need you to make me a society check. 22. Okay, yep, that passes. You add your charisma uh, plus your level to the total anticipation that we've got. Uh, charisma plus level, so that's nine. Oh my god, you max it out. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hi, charisma. Uh, Volio doesn't need to go into town. Ariato just does it. Thank God. That's so sexy of you. Ariato, you do a pretty good job of drawing people in. I think some people probably remember you. Oh boy. Does she... <laughs> oh boy. You don't get called any slurs. You okay. just see people being like, Oh look, <laughs> I remember her. What was her name again? Oh well, not important. Oh, uh, there's another circus in town. People be like, Stan Ariato. God, that <laughs> gives her the most... She has so much relief. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, thank God, people aren't going to call me that. <laughs> Woo! Um, Royari and Volio, uh, what do you do today on this fine Wheels Day evening? Uh, well, no more cleaning needs to be done, right? Just like... Yeah, I mean, like, there is a swamp. Um, you see Mordain and, um... Mordain, Elysia, and Hod kind of coming out of the woods... Scratches on their faces, very sour expressions. Are you okay? Don't talk to me. Uh, uh, Morden just storms past you all. Oh my, I think someone's in a mood. Well, uh, I think someone got their shoes wet. Um, you see that they are like slightly soggy looking. Um, <laughs> and I think Elysia walks up to you and says, Well, we cleared out some centipedes. Oh. oh, oh god. Really, really big centipedes. It looks like it went well. Poisonous centipedes. Oh, oh my. But they're gone now. Okay. We're doing our part. I, I'm, very, I'm very proud of you. Are you okay? Hod chews his lip a little bit and says, itchy. Oh god. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> You're not gonna die, are you? No, I'm good. He kind of slinks past you, and like they all kind of make their way off. Elizabeth gives you a wave, and you two are on your own for a moment. What do you say? Well, well it's M's in us. You know what? Unfortunately, I would have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> we must not waste our time with centipedes, especially venomous. Yeah, no, I would rather not ever have to deal with them. What <laughs> <laughs> mm. else must we do before we open? Rary looks at a list of things. I mean, you could investigate the swamp a little more, make sure there's nothing horrible in there. Uh, you could also look into buying stuff for the circus. Ooh, yeah, I want to know what we can buy for the circus. Um, okay, I think you probably um, look at, like, a list, uh, like a checklist that um, the professor made for stuff that you might be able to buy. Mm -hmm. You could buy uh, some acoustics, um, but that would bring you all the way down back to, like, no gold. Uh, some safety mm -hmm. nets. You could get some... a drum kit. Uh, you could spend some time uh, putting money into training one of the performers, leveling them up so they get more excitement when they succeed. I'm interested in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah? That would be kind of cool. Yeah. 
Uh, is there anyone that you would like to uh, train? Let's do the math here. Because right now, everyone is level one, except for Mordane and for Elysia, who are both level two. Okay, then we need to pick someone who is not them. Yeah. Uh, someone who is promising. Let's see. Train Axel up to level 20. No! I refuse. Level 20 Axel when? Never. You're so evil. The way this works is you can level up performers as if though they were uh, DCs with enough skill teaching. To do so, you must spend a number of gold equal to each level you want to give them multiplied by two. So, for example, if you wanted to level up someone uh, from level four to level seven, you'd do five plus six plus seven, so 18, times two, so 36 gold. I see. Well, how much would leveling up to just level two be? Uh, that would literally just be uh, one gold. Oh. Uh, well, two we gold. We can because literally level two. everyone up to level two. Yeah, I think uh, they could. Yeah. You could level everyone up to level two if you liked. I think yeah, that I'd would like be that. that would be really that would be good. I think. Okay, yeah. you guys go out to the shops. You buy a load of training stuff, and uh, you come home and you're like, "All right, everyone, we're gonna have a workout." We do our own little fucking boot camp. Rari's yeah, you do got a little the, boot camp. There's music playing. Rari's got a fantasy version of the '80s workout uh, outfit on <laughs> with the leg warmers. Well, he's got a sweatband on. <laughs> Does Oddbody have a sweatband on? Yes. I love him. Okay, let me get you a list of how many people that would be and uh, how much gold that would cost you. Okay. That would only cost you eight gold. Yeah, bitch. To bring everyone up to uh, to level two, uh, everyone who it. isn't already level two, that would cost you eight gold. All right, cool. Then let's do that. Okay, you do. Um, you spend the day working out with them. Uh, kind of training everyone up. You help the dwarven trolls do flips extra high. You see Axel kind of like throwing out pigeons and stuff. They're all they're all hyping up, you know. It's a good day. Ariato, you come home in the evening. You see that the others are exhausted but doing their best. Looks like they've had a pretty uh, pretty big day of training, uh, and you had a pretty big day of performing. Mhm. Mhm. How are you all holding up? Riari has had a good day. Better than yesterday. Volio's <laughs> <laughs> doing great. He likes to see people get better. I love this bitch. Volio sees potential and he, he smiles. I think after Volio and Riari are kind of done with that, Volio kind of like, he slumps somewhere. And as they like wait for Ariato to get there, and like when she finally does, I mean, um, he's like, oh, what a hard day. Lots of strenuous workouts. Oh, yeah. Whoa, is us. Whoa. All yes, right, yes. you're being dramatic now. I hardly think you should be calling me that. Shut the... Ah. Ariato, you're standing over these guys. They're being idiots. <laughs> Ariato, I'm being insulted. Well, at the very least, you guys did some really good work. Thank yes, you, yes. darling. How did you do in town today? Uh, I think I did pretty good. A lot of people remembered me. Oh, amazing, so talented. Yeah, it was weird. They didn't oh, say wow. anything, oh. but it was weird. <laughs> that is fascinating. Well, we're using that to our advantage. And yep. I'm glad that they remember yes. you because you are a talented young woman. Thank you, my try. <laughs> you were the star of the show. Uh, hey, hang on a second. We are yes. all stars of the show. This is That's teamwork. True. Yes, but you shine so brightly with your fire. 
Okay, that is literally true. Okay, Okay, yes, but this is a team effort. (laughs) Oh, don't worry, I sparkle too. Exactly. We know you do. (laughs) I was thinking about buying body glitter. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's at this point, Ariato, that you see in the woods behind these two, you see the lights. Uh -uh. Hey, behind us. She point, She what? points directly behind. You! What? I don't see. Rayari stands up and points at the lights and is like, You! What are you doing here? You. They start backing off into the woods. Absolutely not. Um, and Rayari's like, Let's go! <laughs> ah, Volio is wrong again. <laughs> Every time! It's always me, I'm That's always right. This is not true. <laughs> <laughs> And Ryari starts uh, scampering off, sword in hand. Uh, you make your way into the swamp. Ooh. Oh dear. Plot twist is just fireflies. Might be. I don't know. But they do look like they do look like torches. You guys kind of like start making your way uh, through the area where you know that uh, the others encountered centipedes earlier, and they clear them off, uh, and you. See those lights? They're still coming from the uh, like they're still coming from the woods, but they seem to have stopped because as you make your way through, you see that they appear to be on an island in a campfire. Oh, uh oh! You come to you come to the an edge in the woods that gives way into a little swamp, and in the middle there is a crowded. Like, there's a little island, which is, like, crowded by by trees, but you see light flickering in the shape of a campfire. <gasps> Someone is camping out to watch us. Shall we spy on the back? <gasps> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. But this we time have... we won't be stupid and have fire with us. We have stalkers, lads. We must hide. And he pushes Royari and Ariadne into the bushes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> lands on his ass and is like, excuse me. You are too flashy. If you must uh, go into <gasps> the greenery. Alright, fine. He steps in. Uh, what can they see from where they are? Just... Volio has night vision. Just so you know. Just looks like... Like, the thing is that the trees obscure most of it. Like, there's bushes kind of, like, blocking off, but you can't see light flickering. And it looks like it's a campfire. Like, it's an orange glow. Hmm. So possibly dangerous question. Do we want to get closer? We could do that. Or what if we give them a taste of their own medicine? How so? I'm always up for revenge. He looks at Ariato and turns on his floodlights. Oh my god. (laughs) Do you want to fuck with them? A little bit. Whoever they are? I kinda do. I do want to know who they are and what the fuck they are doing, though. That is a thing. We will, we will, but after we give them a flight. Okay, fine. And Rayari, Rayari crosses her arms and squints down at the light, the people who were doing the lights. Uh, do you say, do you call anything out? Volume does, like, flash his eyes towards them. Do you hear uh, a voice going, ah, come on! <laughs> oh, he's like, we ask who they are? Sure, they seem to be talking. Um, Rayari calls out and is like, Hey, who the fuck are you? 
Oh, we don't come any closer. We don't want any trouble. Yeah? Yeah? Then tell me who you are. Julio blinks rapidly. Ah, stop <laughs> it. We're just travelers. We don't mean you any harm. Just come Where no closer. Where are you traveling? Come no close. I, I, Around? Around where? Places. Just don't... Whatever you do, don't come to this island. Why, Why not? not? What because. If, what if we want to? Yeah, what if we want to? Yes. No, just, just don't do it. But what if we feel do it. like it? I think I'll do it anyway. And he starts walking towards them. Oh, no, you're going to regret that, you say, uh, as he... Volio, you start wading through the murky swamp water. It's very tick. Um, so you are moving at half speed as you are making your way closer. Volio does this, oh. and you know what? Ryari's got tears in his eyes. <laughs> it's filthy. He's not deterred. It's filthy. There is literally like a wooden bridge, like a fallen log that you could have gone across <laughs> if you'd gone from a different oh, angle. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I think Ryari sees that and is like, no, I'm no, no, I think I will go around and is going to literally go around. Uh, Ariato, are you going into water or? Ariato goes and on the log. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you see, it's uh, it seems to be uh, like a bridge that was made out of a fallen log to get onto the island, which explains how these travelers must have gone onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of like make your way over it, and you see that on this island, that it connects to an island that connects to another island, which is where you see that campfire. Okay. Well, he walks out of the water and he's covered in moss. Wh- okay. <laughs> this middle island seems to be. Uh, the largest of the islands in the swamp, and it contains the stone's foundations of a small building that once stood here. The foundation is now overgrown with weeds and is almost entirely obscured. Near the log leading west from this island sprawls a mostly intact halfling skeleton. Oh my god. A dead person. He's still clutching a uh, leather satchel containing a sodden map of the area, uh, indicating the three islands of the swamp and the crumbled keep to the east uh, that... Oh, a crumbled keep to the east. Yoink. The westernmost island is marked with the words St. Alcaterum's Eye, question mark. Um, so that's the island that you see this campfire coming from. But also the map does point out that apparently there is a little stone keep that uh, would have been hidden from you unless you ventured deeper into the swamp for some reason. Ooh. <laughs> but then again, you do see that campfire, but... You don't see any people, just the, like, orange glow of the campfire. And you hear the voice being like, Seriously, you don't want to come any closer. It's a bad idea. Why is it a bad idea? You are, like, not, uh, you are not making your case very well. I hope you uh, know that. Just just a bad idea. I'm telling you now. Well, then who are you? Who are you? Uh, just a traveler. Uh, what's your name? Uh, I forget. You forget your name? William. My name is William. That sounds like you made up a name. William what? The Traveler. I hate you. <laughs> what do you guys do? Rari's like, I'm going to, let's, we have to go see what the fuck is going on with them. This is, these. No question. I'm going. This is the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. He makes his way over to the other, um, island, and he's trying to, he's uh, still, like, Floodlights on, is it this? trying to see yeah. who's there. Is it this you one? don't see anyone else, and that campfire has gone out. Hmm. Curious. Where are you hiding? No reply. Arthur, are you following? Uh, yes. Okay. 
you all make your way onto this little island looking for a dude, and there isn't even a campfire. Like, there, there's no wood to say that there would have been a campfire here. There's no sign of any people here. Any people? Yep, no no signs of this place having ever been inhabited. Uh, hello? What the fuck? Are you dead? They'll find you, no matter. Are you a ghost or something? Is, is this what we're dealing with today? <laughs> no response. We're not gonna, like, hurt you. We're just fucking with you. Listen, we just want to know why you're spying on our camp. Where the hell did they go? Odd body. Uh, if anyone's dead here, could you find them? Odd body doesn't make any noise. My tink, Ariato, you are the shortest, so you feel it first. The ground is up to your ankles now. Hmm? <laughs> You're sinking. Mm-hmm. Sinkhole. 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 Oh, oh no. Oh, and dear. very quickly, all three of you fall into the sinkhole up to your waist. <laughs> okay. All right. And then there's a flash of light. Oh, it was a trap. And uh, there, floating before you all, is a glowing skull. Uh, hey, buddy. Uh, there is light burning off him, and you hear him go, Ha ha! I got you! I fooled you all! I'm, I'm not a William, I'm a Will-O-Wisp! Ha <laughs> ha Oh, you oh. fell for my prank! Oh, you fell for my prank! Oh, yes, you got us! Good. And you did such a good job fooling us, yes! Uh, he's reverse psychology and everything. So can we go now? No, I'm gonna eat you like I ate a halfling. Uh, can you eat something else? Maybe? Um, num, 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 num. Everyone roll initiative. Have you ever had curry? Oh, okay. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of Dice Will Roll. Hope you're doing good and hope you're enjoying the episode. Just a quick announcement. Uh, we have something we're very happy to announce to you all. Um, you might remember that ages ago we had a red bubble, but we didn't really use it that much because unfortunately it's kind of difficult to use Redbubble, and at least to make a profit of, because a lot of the things that they sell are very expensive, and we ourselves don't make a lot of profit off it. But worry no more, because fellas, we would like to announce the opening of the official Dice Will Roll merch store. If you go to uh, www.dicewillroll.com, uh, you will see one of the first tabs is to a store. You follow that link to the store, you'll find our Etsy store, and you'll find all sorts of merchandise made by us and by our fans. Uh, you'll find stickers like uh, the Dice Roll dice that you'll find in the logo, Alden, Iker, and Casca stickers, um, a few stuff with our logo on it. You'll even find some fan art that we have bought the rights to. There's an amazing poster of Royari, uh, like in the Sword Saint pose that Hod drew. That's by uh, Luke Draws on Twitter. Go check him out. Uh, we have Ikarat Eagles, but he's Kermit the Frog. By Lonesome Chunk 44. And uh, we've got much more. We're looking to expand the merch store pretty often uh, with more designs, more art, more posters. If you make some fan art and you're like, I'm sure people would like to uh, buy stuff with this on it, come talk to us. Give us a DM on Twitter or whatever and tell us how much you'd be willing to sell the design to us for, and we might make some merch out of it. 
It's a great little store from with stuff going from as little as three dollars to stuff that's as much as fifty dollars. We got a fucking varsity jacket with an embroidered Dice Roll logo on it. That's where the trans masks out there, baby. It's all super high quality and it's all super great, and it'll help us make money as well. So go check out uh, the Dice Roll Etsy store either by going to Etsy and looking up Dice Roll or checking out uh, DiceRoll.com and going into the store tab. We got a Patreon character from our $10 patron tier at the end of this episode, by the way, uh, belong to Roxy. So, uh, as always, make sure to check out our Patreon, by the way, if you'd want to get a character on the show. That's all for now, everyone. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Keep it rolling. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. Have you ever wanted a podcast that tackles the hard questions? Like, why do wizards wear those pointy hats? Is it morally okay to burn your name into a table? Is there a difference between dead and never waking up? Well, if you've ever wanted to know the answers to any of these questions, then I have a podcast for you. We are Goblets and Gaze, a bi-weekly Pathfinder 2E podcast. Join our cast of an angsty barbarian, a pyromaniac goblin, a girl whose family loved astrology a little too much a cultist, and a hot topic reject as they journey to a lost city and try to keep a twink alive. Follow us all on your social media at Goblets and Gaze, join our Discord as well, and we hope to see you out there. Goodbye. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Thirteen. Rari is going to not. Twenty-two. Okay, so uh, top of the order is the Will-O-Wisp, and it kind of cackles. This thing is a, me- a malevolent ball of colored light. Uh, Will-O-Wisps, you know, haunt lonely marshes and forests where they lure unsuspecting travelers into danger. Uh, beneath its glow, it is a spongy ball approximately one foot in diameter and weighing less than five pounds. Um, and it's kind of got like featureless, uh, it, it's kind of like shifting its light to make the shape of a skull. And it's gonna go first as it cackles and uh, it is going to use its shock attack on you. Uh, so it like flicks up to you, Royari, and it uh, is going to shock you. There's a 19 plus 15, there's a 20, a 24, please and thank you. That's a crit, Jesus. Uh, that is 20 electric damage as it zips into you and electrocutes it and it goes. <laughs> okay, fuck uh, you. Ew. That was a weird noise. Yes, it was very weird. Uh, it's going to, uh, this time, go for Ariato. And this time, that is going to be a 24 to hit. Uh, that hits. All right. That is nine electricity damage. Ouchie. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> Try me, bitch. Uh, and lastly, it's going to go for you, Volio. That is a 24 as well. Yeah, that hits me. That's 12 electric damage. As you go into you. I'm gonna eat you all. <laughs> you 
and what stomach? You fool, I don't eat people like physically. I feed on fear. That's kind of lame. <laughs> Literally, I feed on fear. Um, meanwhile, though, the quicksand around you is quite stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, on its turn, uh, you guys have been uh, submerged and you're up to your waist. Um, on its initiative, the quicksand pulls down each creature within it. A creature that has been submerged up to its waist becomes submerged up to its neck. And a creature that was submerged up to its neck is pulled under and has the whole of the threat to avoid suffocation. On each of your turns, you guys are going to need to make athletics checks to swim out. Um, okay. So, this means that now it is sinking and you guys are up to about, like, neck height uh, with the uh, sinkhole swallowing you up. Which isn't great, honestly. Yeah. Um, Ariado, it is your turn. Um, you're still good for now, but you're going to need... You can attempt a, a legs check to try swim out, but also... You know yourself that you're... Um, that's going to be difficult. I'm not that strong. Um, mm. So this thing feeds off of fear. Yes. Does it feed off its own fear? Uh, who knows? Would you like to find out? <laughs> I would. I'm a little curious. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna stare up at it and demoralize. Okay, sure. Make me that uh, intimidation check. Twenty-eight. A twenty-eight. That is a pa- that works. Um, you you kind of like stare at him and he's like (laughs) Um, he is frightened he's still chomping away uh, being a nuisance like zipping around circles around you Mm. but he is a little bit spooked by that Mm. Um, so his checks and DCs are all going to go down by one for a turn Uh, you have two actions left what do you do? well um let's try a searing light let's see how that goes uh, I will tell you how this goes. Ariato, you raise up your hand and you do blast him with a beam of energy. And you pull your, you put your all into it. And when you pull away, you still... <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Uh, even good damage, are you serious? Well, she's gonna figure out more about this thing. What do I have to roll to figure out more about this thing? Uh, that would be an occultism check. Shit. <laughs> uh... uh. Okay. Luck, don't fail me now. Come on, come on. 18? Okay, yeah, that is enough. Okay. Uh, literally, that is the DC. Well done. Okay. Thank you, Heartbeat. Very Unfortunately, cool. Unfortunately, it looks like that was magic immunity. Uh... Oh, fuck you. It would appear that Willowists are immune to spells. <sighs> It's a good thing you have a trident. <sighs> yeah. I'm gonna fucking skewer oh. you with my trident. You're gonna be a will o' kebab when I'm done with you. <laughs> you're saying this as you're slowly sinking up to your chin. <laughs> what do you think will o' tastes like? Bad. Volio, it is your turn. Um, you're sinking. Uh, you sink up to your uh, neck um, pretty quickly. Uh, you can make it legs checks to swim out. 
and you can try help other people to not be submerged. You can kill this thing. What do you do? Um. Well, the thing is, we're not gonna stop sinking if he dies. Uh. So I'm gonna try to get out myself, and I'm gonna try to help Ariato out, because a she's near and b not great. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's athletics. Mm-hmm. 25. Okay, Volio, you pull yourself up, you're up to your waist, you're doing good. Can I get, get can I try to get my legs out? Uh, you could do it again. Yeah. Okay, make me another legs check. Ooh, 14. Unfortunately, that's not enough. Unless you'd like to use your hero point. I would. Um, I will use that hero point. Okay. 21. That does it. Volio, after a few seconds of kicking and flailing, you push yourself out of the sinkhole and you are now on the edge of uh, the pit. Uh, and you're doing good. What do you do? Sick. I'm... You have one action left. I'm going to pull Ariato up. Okay, make me a legs check. 19? Yes, that does it. You yank her out. And Ooh. she's now... Uh, up to only her hips. So she's not out-out, but she's not going to suffocate, you know? Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, is that your turn, Volio? That was three actions. Okay. Uh, the Willowist is still going around in circles going... <laughs> um, Rory, it is your turn. You panache because you just stood there with your arms crossed as you slowly sank down, shaking your head at him. And that felt really good. Yeah, it really did feel pretty good. Um, uh, what do you do? Mary's going to use a panache attack, I think. 23? Does 23 hit? Does it work? A 23 does hit! Hell yeah! Okay, uh, that's 7 damage. Okay. Then, um... Then I'll use a finisher. Okay. I'm very confident. I shouldn't have been confident. Um, uh, yeah. What'd you roll? I rolled a 14. That's a crit fail, I'm afraid. Yeah. You're still going to do half damage, okay. so you can roll me that, but you will have a horrible effect happen to you. 12. Okay, so you do 6 damage, mm -hmm. um, but on the flip side, Royari, uh, you... Oh no, Royari, you s accidentally drink up some mud. Oh, uh, Oh. Um, and it, it's up to your mount, and you're slowed on your next turn. Um, you flail, you splash, mud in your mouth is making you not so happy. Um, but it is the Will-O-Wisp's turn, and it's very cranky at you, because it doesn't like that you just did that. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey, what the fuck? I'm gonna get you. And, uh, he is going to, um, bite you. With another electric attack. That is a 27 to hit. Oh my fucking god. Um, yeah, that hits. That's nine electricity damage. He then spins around in circles and goes for you, Volio, with a 16. Nope. And lastly, he goes for you, Ariato, with a 18, as he goes <laughs> at your face. Mm, no. Okay. Uh, that is uh, his turn. Uh, the quicksand continues sucking everyone down a little bit. Um, Royari, you are suddenly submerged. 
Um, Ariato, you're back up to uh, your neck. And Volio, you're good because you're standing on the sides. Um, so we're going to deal with ramifications of that in a second. Ariato, you're not suffocating like Royari is, but this isn't great. You also know that it can't... Like, it's immune to your magic, which is awful. Uh, this is why I put... That's, this is why I made her have a trident. Uh, she's <laughs> going to try to get out. Okay. Uh, 19? Yep, okay, that does it! Okay. Ariana, you flail, you trash your arms, and you just kind of pull yourself up a little bit. Um, you are just above the, like, the mud. Uh, you're back to hip fight. You have two actions, what do you do? She can get herself out again. Okay. She wants herself completely out of this thing. Um, 17. Unfortunately, that's not going to do it. You do try to get out, but it's still clinging onto you. It's like sucking you back in as you struggle. Well, then last turn, she's going to skewer this thing with her trident. Go for it. Uh, that's eight, so 26. That's a hit. Roll damage. 10 damage. Not bad. Ariadne, you skewer him a little bit and he goes, ah, what the fuck? That's what you get for being immune to my fucking magic, you asshole. <laughs> Volio, it is your turn. Friend Royari is sinking and also this guy's a fucking asshole. Man, there's a lot going on. Um, there certainly is. I think that... How, how far deep is Royari? completely submerged. Their hand is kind of like swinging out of the top like a fucking like, like, you know, like like someone who's drowning. That's what's up with mm-hmm. Rayari right now. Uh, well, that's priority. So, Volio zooms over, uh, mm-hmm. and he's going to pull Rayari up. I assume you skirt around the sides rather than jumping through the sinkhole, right? Obviously, yeah. Okay. Well, don't say obviously this is Volio Via. You know, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> Make me a legs check to try yank him up. Uh, I'm gonna use some rope. Okay. Uh, do you yank it from your bag? Uh-huh, and I tie it around Royari's wrist. Okay, and make me a legs check, because we'll have a plus two to yank him out. 27 plus two, 29. That's a crit! You yank him up to his hips! Oh, hello! Welcome back to the world of the living! I- I never left. Royari, you're so <laughs> muddy! I thought you'd like a mud bath. I would like you to shut uh, your mouth. <laughs> um, Royari, it is your turn. Um, Royari enters rage mode. Um, now who's silly mode? Royari looks at this fucking bitch and is like. What do you think you are? Little fucking ball of fire skull, stupid shit piece of shit. I will kill you! Um. Ah, what? <laughs> He's taken aback by your fucking <laughs> tirade of anger. Mud Royari is not regular Royari. Uh, make me a diplomacy check. Uh, that's a 16 plus 13. So that's a 29. A 29? Yeah, that does it. Um, he is bun mode, and he's looking a little bit confused and worried now. And you have panache, what do you do? Rayari is going to go at him with her fists. 
Okay. Um, and by their fists, I mean a weapon. Okay. Um, um, I'm going to use a finisher. Okay. Do you only um, have one action? You are slow this round. You're still mad about the mud in your mouth? Very. Um, that is a 19. Okay, that is a miss, but you'll still do half damage. Uh, is it rounded up or down? Oh. Uh, half of... Th then it's five, I think? Yep. Yeah, because I okay. rolled a nine, so it's five. It's still going, but it's looking kind of antsy. Um... Oh wait, no, shit! Oh my god, fuck! Okay. Royari, how do you do this? Um, Royari... Um, it's a little skull thing, right? Yeah, it's a little ball with a skull face. Royari... Um... Has... Uh, their, um... Their rapier in a not-so-graceful... Um... Grip, and just, like... I think he's, uh, he, like, stabs it through the eye and then goes down to push it into the fucking sand, into the fucking quick, quicksand, and it's like, I fucking hate you! Um, it hits the mold with his... And it disintegrates into little lights, uh, that some of which are sucked into the mud. And Bye -bye. you have bested the Will-O-Wisp. Unfortunately, no kebab, but, I mean, you, you can't, it doesn't look like you could have eaten it, which is sad. Um... That being said, I, I assume you help Royari out of the mud, both of you. Yeah. Yes. Royari gets out and looks very angry. <laughs> oh, your clothes. They're ruined. They are not ruined. I can fix them. These fucking boots were expensive, though. Wait, I'm at 69 HP. How did I not notice? Oh, shit. Hero point. Thank you. Uh... Well, <laughs> we will wash them out just in time for their performance. These are my everyday shoes. <laughs> Rayari looks so fucking angry. There's like sand in um in her hair. And you almost choked to this. She's like, but I didn't. But you didn't. <laughs> yes. All right. What now? Uh, you look and there's odd body and he's got something in his mouth. Oh, what is it? He, he, um, he grabs it. It's a little marble. Where did you find this? Um, it looks like it's uh, a marble that has been intricately cut to resemble an eye. Oh! Hmm. Odd body has stolen someone's eye. Uh, what? Look! And he shows them. Uh, you guys all look. And Ariato, uh, you're the one who picked up the map earlier uh, from that little halfling satchel. You very quickly plus put two plus two together and realize this must be the thing that the halfling might have been looking for. Uh, it looks like it's labeled on the map as St. Alcatarum's Eye. And from what it looks like, it might have been a relic that I guess got lost here. Um, not a relic relic, uh, because Royari, as you're looking, you recognize it very quickly as an Aeon Stone that's been carved. Mm -hmm. oh. uh, this is a clear spindle Aeon Stone. Uh, you don't need to eat or drink while this Aeon Stone is invested by you. 
This Aeon Stone doesn't function until it's been worn continuously for a week and invested each day therein. Uh, and the resin power allows you to cast Air Bubble as a primal innate spell once per day. Holy shit. Oh. So basically, whoever has this, if someone within range would start suffocating, a bubble of air would stop them from uh, choking. That's good. Would anyone like this? Um, as a gay person, I'm kind of partial to eye imagery. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I'm, <laughs> I like to keep it. In a little locket, um, not like a regular Aeon Stone, um, like the locket mm-hmm. is uh, kind of carved, because like the, the eye itself is perfectly circular, but there's a brass locket around it with little wings, and it kind of looks like uh, Aradin's holy symbol. The same oh. one that's on uh, Royari's Eye of Essence. He's got a lot of eye imagery, um, but li- a little bit yeah. more stylistic. Whereas Royari's is very like um, Art Nouveau. Uh, this thing is more Art Deco. You know what I'm saying? Mm, a lot yeah, more yeah. straight angular lines. Um, so you can wear this around your neck if you'd like. This acts as a wayfinder, okay. which is uh, uh, usually something exclusive to the Pathfinder Society. Look at you go. That is good. Does it have to be around my neck? Oh, God. No, I guess it doesn't, Ritz. It's a question. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Alright, cool. Where are you wearing it? You'll find out. What oh, does that mean? Uh, you better not wear you're wearing an Aeon stone around your cock. <laughs> Aridan's worship has changed over the years. Either <laughs> <laughs> um, way, you do have a little map that shows other stuff in the swamps, but I think you've had enough for today, right? I think that um, Rayari is stomping back home. Okay. Uh, do you guys want to head home for the evening? Yeah. I think it's best if we uh, go back with Royari. I think so too. You head home and you are back in the circus camp. Um, uh, the next day is Oat, uh, is Oat Day, Fantasy Thursday, but you don't really have much to do. Ariato did a real good job uh, advertising. It looks like all your pre-sale tickets are out. So you guys can just mm-hmm. chill until Star Day if you'd like. Yeah, okay. Rary would like. Just training, practicing. I think we deserve okay, it. Okay, cool. You can, look up, you can look for Moonstone Temple afterwards. You, the first performance is the most important one, you know? Yep. You gotta get the good name. So you're putting all your energy into just practicing, relaxing, living life lusciously. And you know what? Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon, about 5 p.m. The show starts to get ready. <laughs> and you know what? It generally could not be better. Uh, the circus is the circus grounds are packed. You've been able to clear enough space that this place looks really presentable. Um, this, the sideshow of everyday wonders is off to the side, entertaining people. You see Cubby. Uh, this time, showing off different drawings he's done. Uh, you see the unjoined twins weaving their tails. Kahala Roadwatcher telling the stories of her tattoos. Gitter on Elbus telling the stories of his many, many, definitely real past lives. 
big and small are juggling. You see Axel get preparing his birds. Mechano the Mechanical Carney uh, is uh, slowly sputtering around, offering people soda, uh, fantasy soda, yes. obviously. Um, yes, yes, yes. But everyone is getting ready to go in. Uh, get ready for the show. Uh, you three are standing outside as uh, the sun begins to set, and uh, you see the the professor. He gives you all a thumbs up as he makes his way inside. How are you all doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, he's itching to perform. If you look close enough, he has fashioned that necklace into an earring. Oh my god! Kind of gay of him. Yeah, it's one earring and it's on his left. Oh my god. Uh, so are you guys ready for the opening night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you guys make your way inside, ready for the big show. Um, everyone seems to be in pretty good uh, humor. Um, the Flamboni sisters are juggling with uh, three more uh, fire stats than they're used to. Uh, your training has really paid off. Um, mm -hmm. And it, like, it really does look like everyone is doing fantastically. Um, how are you guys holding up? What did you guys do with each other before the show? Uh, well, I think um, in an attempt to practice for his bit, which I'm not going to reveal yet. He has taught Ariato and Royari how to do the uh, Heimlich maneuver. Oh my fucking god, I am so <laughs> afraid. <laughs> so when I give you this hand sign and he does something really stupid, um, you must drag me backstage and make sure I don't choke to this. Oh! Uh, Got it? Okay. Okay! Oh, oh, no, uh -huh. it doesn't happen. Question: What are you doing? Yes, I would love to know. It won't be a surprise if I tell you. Oh, it won't be funny. Okay. 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 Oh goodness. If you die, right. I swear to God, it's going to be so expensive to revive you. <laughs> oh, I have signed a non-revival pact. Thank you very much. Oh well, we <laughs> hold on a second. What? Do not revive. Do I don't. Do not resuscitate. What? Okay. Uh, I think as you guys are talking, um, you suddenly hear uh, like an ahem, and someone seems to have made their way backstage. Oh, that sounds pompous and horrible. Who is the asshole that walked backstage? You turn and you all sigh a little bit. Ugh. Yes. You do recognize Delamar Gianvin, the attorney for Mr. Suspect's Celestial Menagerie. Yes. I reiterate, pompous and sounds like an asshole. She, <laughs> she blares this out enough for everyone backstage to Rory hear. looks at him and is like yes hello what do you want oh nothing 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 don't worry I'm I'm not here to cause trouble far from it actually uh, I have come here with an olive branch okay and he pulls well, up a flyer you're for also leaving visit sure. I've already I, I paid for my ticket. See... I've already paid for my ticket. I want to watch you guys perform. I really do. Because honestly, oh, I think dear you... God. 
You paid for a ticket. And to be frank, all of you, I want to be, I want to be clear. I think you guys, I know we had a bad start last week. But I do want to say that, uh, I really do think you're all fantastic performers. Like, some of the best in Galarian. I know. He knows this. And that's why I'd like to offer anyone here who is listening a job at Mistress Dusklight's Celestial Menagerie. Get the fuck out of our circus. All your time here. We pay better, we have more people coming to our shows, and you'll live much more comfortably, I can guarantee it. Uh, Rayari's like, I think the animal abuse is what it is for me. Uh, Get the fuck out, I don't care if you've paid for a ticket. I think the people abuse is what does it for me. Um, go away. Um, he kind of like, uh, grins, and he says, if you insist... Don't say I didn't. I'm gonna leave this here. Anyone who wants it, just take a peek. We're not that hard to find. Just look for the circus. He's like, all right, I'll be seeing you now. Oh, and he turns. Uh, well, Volio puts a hand on his shoulder to stop him. Now on the hand, that's not very polite of you. I am not polite. And he, uh, <laughs> you know how they grab people in cartoons, like by the scruff of the neck and then by like the um, back of the pants? <laughs> Yes. 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 Well, he's got Dalmore like that, and he walks with him to the edge of the tent and throws him as far as he can. Fu- Outside of the tent? Throws him as far as he can. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's like, ah! <clears throat> You'll be hearing from me. I'm a lawyer. And he fucks off. Okay. So that was unfortunately, fun. Okay. Unfortunately for him. I don't give a shit if he comes back. Ah. Uh, well, even if he does, I'll just throw him out again. Yep. Also, Only control because I got tons of the rats. To everyone in here, I reiterate, he, they, they are extremely abusive. I think you look, and everyone. The thing is, everyone here has mostly worked with them, and they all look. It's, really he's looking. Panicky. He's directly looking at Axel. <laughs> Axel just gives you a thumbs up and like smiles, but you can see that the others are like agitated. Yari, if anyone was even tempted to take that, they wouldn't be here now. I know. I just. Um, I think um one of the kids comes up to you, Yari, and kind of tugs on your sleeve. You don't think Mm -hmm. they'll be back, will they? Um, Yari picks them up and puts them on on uh, her shoulders, um, you know, the way that you do with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, listen, we are in Eskadar. Mistress Dusklights is in town. But they were in town when we were in Aberton. And we did amazing then. We'll do amazing now. Just because they're in the vicinity of us doesn't mean that we are somehow worse. We've been better since the beginning and we are now just because somebody came in trying to offer a job to a bunch of people who directly left doesn't mean that we have to be scared of anything but we are successful we are happier and no one is being hurt anymore we have safety nets and 
everything is a lot better than back then. Um, We're family. I need you to make me a diplomacy check, Royari. Okay. That's a 13 plus 13, a 26. Okay. You calm them, and uh, it looks like with that, they all kind of breathe a sigh of relief, and they get ready for the show. And so do you guys. So how is this going to do? We Let's do this rapid fire, because we've got a lot to get through with this show. Um, who right. do we want to do the opening number? I don't think we should have a comedy act first, so I want Volio to go at least, like, second. Okay. How about... Axel. Okay. Uh... You guys oh go up to Axel and tell him that he's going first. Axel? Uh-huh? You have gained a bit of my trust. You shall open. Uh, really? No, I just want to see you do it first. <laughs> no worries. Oh, He'll do amazing. Oh, no, he's going to have an oh, aneurysm. Oh, Mr. Volio. Oh, oh, my goodness, Axel, you're you going... not. Axel, you oh, look oh, like you're God, going Mr. to... Volio. Please start breathing! Axel, you've forgotten to breathe! <laughs> okay, I'm going, I'm going! Uh, and he kind of charges out into the center ring. And you hear, uh, you hear the professor's voice booming over his ghost sound. Welcome, one and all, to the opening night of the Circus of Wayward's Wonder in the beautiful city of Eskadar! And the crowd goes fucking nuts! Our first performance for you all tonight. We have Axel and his amazing Avery. See him send his birds into the crowds. They fly, they do tricks, and they bring sweets to all those who desire them. Okay, so first, Axel, uh, he's going to make, uh, spend some time uh, preparing himself. And he kind of... <sighs> he is going to make an aid check on himself. Um... He rolled a 9 plus 2, which is not going to do it, so it's a good thing he didn't lead in with it. Um, you see he's a little bit nervous, but he kind of shudders, and he prepares, and he sends out his birds. And he gets a nap 20, baby! Holy shit. Oh my god, I'm so proud of him. Oh my god, you guys, he does fucking fantastic. Despite him not being pre really prepared, the second he goes into it, it's like he's a professional. He's fake his entire life, as birds spiral in circles around him, and the crowd goes fucking wild. He would gain extra anticipation, but he straight up can't, because he, you've already got to the max. Um, so, on a critical success, uh, I'm going to say in this case <laughs> that he just generates double excitement. Uh, so that's going to be four excitement out of 20, not bad. Um, he's going to try again, and this time that is a 10, which is another success. So he's going to generate another two, meaning that he has generated, in this uh, single act, a total of six excitement. Um, the crowd is loving it. Um, okay. And he kind of comes backstage as, uh, you know, the as the professor, like, uh, sends him out, and he looks like a changed man for a moment. Like, he looks like a professional magician. I knew you could do it. Really? I banked on it. Oh, I oh boy. Um, so, that's his turn. And because you haven't had a successful opener, the DC of the rest of the acts is reduced by one. Um, Sick. I think it's at this point 
that, uh, Ariato, uh, you see the Dwarven Shores coming up to you. Oh, hi guys, what's up? They grit their teeth a little bit at you, and one puts their hands on their uh, head over their ears, one puts their hand over their uh, head over their mouth, one puts their uh, hands over their eyes, and then they each pull out a single ticket each. Branded with an ornate CM logo. Where did you find these? They point into the crowd. Are they handing out tickets? In our crowd. Ariano is pissed. (laughs) Do we want to do something about that, my friends? We do need to sweep up the trash they've left behind. Oh, you're right. Ariato, it's okay. We are going to get rid of them, I promise. Please, please. Okay, okay. Ariari, uh, like, takes takes her hand and is like, I promise. You can kill some later. Tickets if you want. Okay, murder is technically illegal. We need to be careful about that. Um, Do you want to make your way into. Do you want to make your way into the crowd? While. Yes. Okay, so this is going to need a deception, diplomacy, society, or a relevant lore skill such as clown lore. Clown lore! And that's crazy! That's crazy! Uh, you got clown lore, Rip? My deception's better than my clown lore, though. Somebody use that. Oh, that's sad. I will be using diplomacy. Okay. So 31, I rolled a nat 20. Oh my god. Hey, Volio? Uh, yes? You sniff, 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 and you make your way, and you dart through the crowd, and you do see someone who you're like, no, that can't be a regular person in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a... She's a human woman, but her hair is super spiked up, um, and she's wearing, like, a red coat with, like, a golden bow. Uh, her hair, like I said, it's, like, in spikes of orange. Uh, she's got tattoos all over, and you're like... Okay, okay, bitch. Okay, bitch. Pack it up, Johnny um, Test. On a nat 20, you you catch her. She, like, there she is. And she see her handing someone a ticket. What's that you got, sir? Huh? What you want? Don't you have a show to put on, clown boy? I do, but it seems like someone's littering. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a very clean lady. <laughs> Why do you have garbage in your hands, then? She, she raises her hands like, what garbage? You see her pocket is bulging. Mm, he grabs her fucking pockets. Ah, uh, uh, what do you do? I fucking kick her out. Okay, uh, you're in the middle of kicking her out. Um, and I think uh, while this is happening, another sh- like performance is happening. Uh, for Who do we send out for the build-up? Uh, build-up should be something, um, death-defying. Okay, well, what would you guys like to send in? Elysia and Mordain. Okay, uh, do you want to send them both out? Yeah. Okay, uh, Elysia and Mordain both make their way out onto the, into the, uh, the rings, and they start performing as, uh, Volio, you are kind of dragging this woman away. Uh, <laughs> Mordain... shitty hair. <laughs> Mordain stands atop uh, the tank, uh, and she takes a moment uh, to take a risk, because you see that she is not, and I repeat, not using uh, any, like, this is 
completely real this time. She isn't, like, she doesn't have the key. You see the key and it's thrown into the crowd. And uh, she is submerged in her thing. So she is taking a risk, meaning that uh, her trick now has an increased chance of injury if she fails. But if it works, oh, it's going to be something else, you guys. Um, she then is going to uh, drop into the water. And that is an 11 plus 7. That is an 18, which just passes. Which means that she gains an additional amount of excitement on this equal to her trick level. Which means that she gets 3 excitement instead of two, uh, 2. Bringing you up to 9 excitement. Oh, uh, this lucky bitch. <laughs> yeah, the crowd is like, ooh, as they see her struggling from these handcuffs under the water and like ripping them off, even though she straight up didn't use a key this time. That's um, very sexy. She's then going to spend her next thing trying to break out because she's running out of oxygen and fast. And that is, oh no. Mm. That's a fail. Uh, I wish I could help her. I don't know how to do that, though. Well, <laughs> she's, gonna, she's gonna get out. Um, <sighs> she rolled enough 20 not to get injured! Ooh! So she does, like, lose oxygen, and Hod realizes this very quickly, rips it off, pulls her out, and it looks like for a second she's choking, but she's okay. And before anyone's like, oh my god, Elizia on the other side is like, send in the cons! <laughs> and uh, Radulov and uh, Pamita kind of make their way out and they're like into the center ring and they start juggling and everyone's like, ah, the clowns! As uh, Mordain quickly makes her way into the back, like a like clearly a little bit, ah, oh my, uh, that didn't go so well. You're alive, it's okay. Uh, um, you being alive is what counts. Are you okay. good? I'm alright. Um, okay. Big and small uh, start juggling each other, and that is enough to uh, get some excitement out of the crowd, meaning that you're up to 11 excitement now. Right. Um, meanwhile, on the other hand, uh, we have um, uh, we have Elysia, and she's doing her thing. She spent one action shooing the clowns in. Uh, she also fails this one because she's a little bit panicked, um, because mm-hmm. that was not supposed to happen. Uh, but she steals herself and she takes a moment and she goes and this time she gets a 15 plus 7 that is enough for her uh she after kind of just standing like oh uh, uh, she goes oh i'm still on stage and she kind of gets the snakes to swirl up and down her arms like they're water and that is enough to get another two uh two things that's get enough to get another two excitement bring you up to 13. hell yeah um volio you are throwing this uh, horrible punk out when suddenly something happens. Uh oh. While you're clutching her. Yeah? You hear Calliope music. Uh. And you don't have Calliope music. Yeah. And you see, suddenly, something is spreading out among the crowd. Uh huh? cloud of fog and darkness and immediately you guys can't see the center stage anymore Uh there's no noise you can't hear the audience whatsoever Um, 
and it just looks like suddenly the lights have gone out, the sound's been quelled, uh, except for this calliope music, which isn't even, like, it's almost like it's being purposely paid badly. And then you hear the woman in your hand, uh, Volio, saying, like, What awful calliope music! Bunch of amateurs, if you ask me! And you hear a few, like, and you, like, the crowd can't say anything because they're being silenced except for this fucking shitty calliope. What the fuck? Uh, Ariato and uh, Royari, you two are in the back. I need you to roll initiative. Same for you, Volio, because it seems something fucky is going on. Oh my goodness. That's a 14 plus 9. That's a 20, um, 23. Oh my Um, god. 19 Uh, plus 9, that's 28. (laughs) Another nat 20. Oh my god. Oh my god, Volio's on a fucking rampage today. <laughs> Volio doesn't want his circus ruined. Okay. Uh, well, so top of the order is Volio. Uh, Volio, you are grabbing this person, and I think you're very quickly realizing that, like, this is a sabotage. Yeah. Um, um, you don't know what that was, but that was definitely clearly intentional, and not, not that wasn't on your part. Yeah. And this is right when the big, like, the big number is supposed to happen? Are you kidding me? This is very bad, yeah. Um, do I know where the music is coming from? Uh, you could make a perception check. It's the only sound that's coming from the silence right now, so... 23. Okay, yeah, you kind of, like, your eyes can't even pierce this darkness. It is definitely magical darkness. Yeah, okay. I turn on my Um, fucking floodlights. You turn on your floodlights and uh, you can actually make me an arcana check to counteract if you'd like. Okay. 21. Okay, cool. Uh, Volio, your light pierces through the darkness and uh, suddenly people can see. A little bit at least. Um, and uh, make did you make that perception check? Uh, yes, I got a 23. Okay. Volio, you see as your lights flick on uh, that there is indeed a woman standing in the crowd. And she is very pretty, um, but she is definitely not human either. Um, mm-hmm. She looks almost more like an elf, but her skin is like pure white and her hair is like foggy and cloudy looking. Uh, she is well dressed and like I said, gorgeous. There's like spiraling tattoos you assume at first, but then you realize you're part of her skin. And you're not sure what she is, but she is playing a full-size calliope. What? How did that fit in here? What? And she is... Like, you didn't see someone bring a calliope in. Yeah, no. We would have noticed that, I'm pretty sure. Um, you got two actions... Well, no, you used one action to turn on your light, one action to seek her out. You got two actions left. What do you do? Two actions? Mm Mm-hmm. Nat 20. Right, I'm gonna run over, I'm gonna hit it with my fucking hammer. The Calliope. Okay, cool. Uh, so smashy smashy. 18? Uh, an 18, I think you do smash the Calliope over, and you can see that it was the steam whistles on the side of this thing that were spewing smoke into the crowd. And immediately, as soon as you smash that over, the noise of the confused crowd comes back and the darkness flickers away. And... Suddenly, everyone sees you fighting against this woman in the to- at the top of the uh, stage. And she looks at you and says, You know what? That's actually kind of fair. 
Then, what can you say when you bring a calliope in here and try to entrance everyone? Er, Volio, you don't see her, but uh, the woman that you were like escorting before, she's getting up and she's pulling out a knife. Uh oh, my clown instincts don't cover that. It looks like she's going to try to fight you. Uh, Ariado, it's your turn. You see that happening? Okay, so it's the woman that Volio had it, had first. Yeah, the one with the spiky hair, the punk. Immediately cast low. Okay, you hold up a hand and she's like getting up to run and then immediately she's like in slow motion. Like her footsteps, she's like floating in the air like she's like been like slow mode on a camera. She has to make a will save, right? Uh, or does it just happen? Yes, I think it's a will save. She doesn't pass. That's a four plus her will save. Uh, that is a uh, total of 13. Yeah, no. Okay. Failure. She is slowed for a minute. Slowed one for a minute. A minute? Oh my a minute. God. Level three spell. <laughs> my God. Okay, well, she's fucking... She's moving in extremely slow motion. Cool. You've one action left, Ariana. What do you do? Is she facing me right now? Or is she, like, super dead sound of Volio? Oh, no. I, t- I think when she goes slow, she looks down at herself really slowly. And she snaps her head and looks at you really slowly. And she turns direction to run to you really slowly. Well, she's going to intimidating glare. Okay, make me an intimidation check. <laughs> you got you got I don't know, I know what you got already done. <laughs> Not 20. So, on a critical demoralize effect, she is frightened too, so all her checks are too lower. And she's running to you very slowly, she sees your face, she skids really slowly, and she turns back to Volio really slowly. <laughs> Shit. Ariado shouts from, shouts from the back, can't even pull off a sabotage, sounds pretty amateur to me. <laughs> the crowd's like... Ooh, clown fights! <laughs> clown fights seem to be very entertaining to these kind of people. Clown fights are funny. <laughs> yeah. Royari, it's your turn. This is happening. What do you do? I'm gonna go over there, pointing to the woman who looks the the, the punk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Ariad, are you good? Are you good? Can I go? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, she slowed down, so have fun. All right, um, and Rayari starts doing a straight up backflips across. Okay, are you gonna try and make a uh, acrobatics check to tumble through her? Yes, I'm going to do that. Acrobatics, please. Mm-hmm. That's a twenty-five. A twenty-five? Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a pass. Uh, so Rayari, you. Flip once, flip twice, flip three times, flip over her onto the stage behind her. The crowd is going wild. <laughs> this is the, this is the big number for them. Um, Rayari laughs and is like, "Oh my dear, it looks like you are in a bit of a pickle." Um, and what did you just say? This is so sad. <laughs> Rayari pulls out. Um. Her whip, because that is the weapon she would use here, and is going to immediately use a finisher. Okay. 
That is a 12 plus 13, another 25. Uh, against this lady? Uh, yes. Yes, that is going to be... Oh my god, because you're trying to, that's a crit. <laughs> <laughs> 20, 20, 28, 28 damage. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, Royer, you do 28 damage? Sure. As you just... And she goes... Ah. And she hits the floor very slowly. <laughs> and you see, like, she takes the pain. You see her face, like, smooshing against the floor in slow motion. And the crowd's, like, looking up, like... Oh! Ooh. <laughs> Um, is that your turn, Rory? Yes, that's my turn. Okay. Um, it is uh, this lady's turn, uh, the punk. She's on the floor and she snarls and she holds up a hand and she's like, Oh, uh, yourself. Um, and she casts Later. Fear. Uh, make me a will save. Oh my goodness, that's really bad. That is a 12. A 12? Yeah. Not a crit fail, but it is a fail. Royari, you feel a cold chill go down your spine, and you are frightened one. Royari's like, oh, okay. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> and she then tries slashing you with her uh, kukri. Nope, never mind, she can't, she's slowed. You see her going to slash at you, like... Now take that! And you just... It's still coming. Um, uh, uh, can you go faster? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, it's this other person. Um, Volio, you don't know exactly what's her deal, but she's like, You know what? That's actually really fair. I, I super did, um, you know, cause a scene. But check this out. <laughs> And she uh, blows a cloud of smoke in your face. Ah, you have assaulted me. Suddenly this actual cloud of like white fluffy air is covering you both. And you are both concealed. Yeah. And then you hear, feel up into your uh, side. And she is smacking you with a dagger. Uh, that is 21 to hit. I have been stabbed. That is a hit. Uh, that is three piercing damage. Wow. Plus 1d8 uh, uh, poison damage. That is 4 poison damage from the smoke that is uh, now sticking into your body. Ouchie. No hard feelings, I'm sure. Oh, none at all. I get it. Now, if you don't mind, and uh, you you feel her disengaging for a moment, and she sleeks behind you, and she's going to try to sneak attack you, using the crowd to flank you. Hmm, I think I mind. Uh, that is a 14... Plus uh, six as a 20. Yeah, that and is. And your flat foot. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Uh, so that's going to be a six. Plus seven. That is 13. Plus five sneak attack. That is 18 damage in one go. Oof. Oh, you got me. Sorry about that. You did, like, you know, break down my uh, calliope. And I really like that calliope. It's going to take a while to fix. Yes, I completely understand. Uh, Volio, it's your turn. Uh, but you must also understand. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Ooh, you sure? And he starts raging. Oh. And he's going to smack her directly. Okay, make me a flat check before anything else, because you need to actually hit her, because she's concealed in the smoke. Okay. I should start rolling in real life, huh? That's a three. Yeah. 
Actually, I'm gonna use my hero point from earlier. Okay. Uh, you try to smack once, but your uh, your hammer flies. Tr or is that your hammer or your uh, club? Hammer. Okay. Your hammer whiffs through the air, and you're still spinning it. And she's like, "Haha! Sorry, it looks like you missed." Not yet. That flat check is a 14. Mm, okay, that's good. That'll pass. Make me an attack roll. Okay. Uh, 23. Okay, a 23? Yes, that's a hit. Roll damage. Alright, that is... 14. Ooh, bonk. He goes, oh, oh, okay, okay, that hurt, that hurt. We're, I mean, I hurt you, so again, it's pretty fair. I'm a little hyped up, so I'm very sorry, sir. Oh, yes, yes, let's make it a little bit more unfair. And he hits again. <laughs> make me another flat check. Okay. That is a 14. Yeah, okay. Make me another attack roll. This will be a minus 5. That's 20. Okay, yeah, that's going to be a hit. Roll damage. Another 10 bludgeoning. <coughs> okay. Doing your best, not holding back. And again, I'm not either. <laughs> Mariato, it is your turn. Uh, she's going to do a tumble run towards Volio. Okay. And then... I think immediately when she does like a front flip and then goes to kick, she shadow boxes an admonishing ray and kicks her in the head. Oh my Ooh. god, okay. 26. That's gonna be a hit, roll damage. Eight bludgeoning damage. <sighs> you hit her once and she goes, okay, I know I'm big, I'm, I give up, I give up, I give up, I give up, I give up. <laughs> we'll see. Is that an actual give up or is yes, that a yes, give yes, up? Yes, 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 I'm good. I'm not this. I'm not dying on this hill. Put the knife down then. She drops it. And put down any other weapons that you have. No other weapons, unless you count my cloud. <gasps> and she inhales that fucking cloud. <laughs> Royari, it is your turn. That's going on over there. Uh, but you got someone who doesn't look like she's giving up. What do you do? Royari is going to use Bunmo. Uh, Rayari looks this fucking punk of a bitch. Bitch okay. of a punk, you know? Either way, and is like, Rayari because, uh, because, what, what are their pronouns, by the way? She her. She her. I didn't Damn, bitch, you're out, out as hell. What are your pronouns? Rayari's like, you're so slow, I need to get a better look at you. What are your pronouns, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Make me a fucking diplomacy check and I'll give you a plus two to it. <laughs> that is a nine plus uh, 13 plus two, 24. Okay, yeah, that's gonna pass. You get panache and you got two actions left. What do you do? Uh, Rayari is going to um, Nash with. Okay. That is a 26. Okay, yeah, that's gonna be a... That's gonna be a hit. Roll damage. Five. Okay, five damage. And then I'm gonna use a finisher. Okay. Then it's a... I got a 13. Okay, that's gonna be a miss. Roll me half 3d6. Okay. Uh, that... Oh my goodness Oh my gracious. god. That is a very high number. Eight, eight damage. I rolled yeah, sixteen, just, so that is eight holy damage. Shit, that's enough. Royari, how do you do this? Oh my god! 
Um, Ryari, um, does the thing where the whip sort of, like, he's gonna spin them, like, he's gonna spin her like a top. Okay. Very slowly, but you know what's happening. And, um, she, I think she'd just get dizzy and pass out. Yeah, she does. She spins very, very slowly and kind of gracefully twirls into the center stage like a ballerina and then slowly falls over. And the crowd goes fucking nuts. So that, I'm going to say, I'm going to count that as the, like, the big, the big number. And you guys get a, I'm going to say the equivalent of three successful tricks because you handled that so quickly, so successfully. Uh, that oh means you get 15 excitement from one act. Oh my god. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so that brings you up to 26 excitement out of 20. So you are overshooting. Like, the crowd, usually the crowd is just not, like, processing this anymore. It's just like, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Violence. <laughs> I love violence. You bring them backstage, I assume. Um, the spiky-haired one is completely KO. Um, way too dizzy. Uh, the other one's just kind of having a nice chat with Volio as she's brought back. <laughs> They're friends. Yeah, she's like, you know, obviously you broke my calliope, which is not great, but hey! Obviously, yes, but you threatened my audience, and you know, what they say, eye for an eye. I suppose, you know, I did poison you. No hard feelings. I've been poisoned many times. So who wants to, who are you sending out for uh, the big finale? Uh, you still have the Flambonis, you still have the Dwarven Shores, you still have the Kimbali f- uh, s- uh, family. You know what? Give the Dwarven Throwers some love. Okay. Yeah. The Dwarven tr- You need three people. You need three people. Oh, okay. Then, uh, then we can do Dwarven Throwers, Kimbalis, and the Flamboni Sisters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they make their way out. The crowd is uh, kind of overwhelmed by the fact that there's another three-person act. Wow. <laughs> But they do get to work very quickly. Um, the Dwarven Shores, they uh, spend an action preparing themselves as they get into formation. Uh, and that is going to be a success, which means they're going to get a plus two to their next roll. And that plus two don't matter because they did get a nat 20. Oh my god. So I'm going to say that is double the excitement earned in this case because they have already hit max anticipation. Meaning that that is a total of 30 excitement from them. What happens is that the Dwarven Shores, they kind of build themselves, uh, two of them swinging off the other, uh, one of them kind of like pulling the two of them back, and the last one lying between them. And you think it's gonna be like, mm-hmm. oh, they're gonna catapult each other. But then the one at the back who's stretching the other two flips over them, and the other ones flip over him, and then they flip over him to make a fucking like Tower of Dwarves. And the Tower of Dwarves jumps out into four different directions, each of them tumbling and landing on their feet. And the crowd fucking eats it up. <laughs> uh, he spends one last, uh, they spend one last action, this time uh, just kind of still tumbling around. It doesn't get as much. That's going to be a fail. But they still, they earned you like four excitement, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the Kan family, meanwhile, they're walking on a tightrope one by one by one. Uh, they're going to spend a turn uh, just doing their tricks. Um, not going to be enough to gain any excitement yet. But then when they start bouncing, they do. As they bounce one by one, the ripple going up the wire to the other end, uh, sending them into the air higher and higher. They're basically trampolining on a tightrope. 
uh, that gets them uh, two excitement, bringing up to 32. Uh, and finally, they're going to try to trapeze through the air, like basically grabbing onto the tightrope as they fall and spinning around it like uh, they're just close pegs in the wind. Good. And that's going to be a pass. Uh, so they get another two excitement, bringing you up to 34. <laughs> Finally, the Flamboni sisters, they juggle flames back and forth between each other. One, two, one, two. And that's all good and well. That's going to be not enough to gain any excitement, unfortunately. But when they throw in a barrel of fire and they start tennising it back between each other, that's when people are suitably impressed. Uh, that's going to be another two excitement. 36. And lastly, but not leastly, they're going to go one last time, this time kicking the fire, the, the thing into the air together. And it's a natural one. Oh. I'm gonna say the fire explodes. Send in a single clown. You don't have enough actions to do so, unfortunately. Uh. They're. Do the flambonies have a. The, oh, they do have the injury trait. Oh no. I'm gonna say that they're both kind of scorched by that. And you're gonna have to uh -oh. maybe deal with that later. But they're alive! Um, and you know what? It does scare people, but it does give off a climatic end to this show. Jesus Christ. And I think people think it's probably part of the act when you all come out and start bowing. It's That was a extremely successful opening night. Um, Eskadar is in awe. You all do your bows, and uh, I think the uh, cloud lady is kind of like hovering around you guys a little bit towards the end, and she's like, So, it's a nice place you've got here. Are you saying you're interested? Well, uh, you know, well, let's, let's, one thing at a time. I do want to say I'm very sorry. Yes, of course. Mr. Stusklight paid us all to come here and ruin your show because, you know, no competition. But... We figured. This place is positively snazzy. I really was kind of <laughs> expecting a dump the way she went on, but this place is great. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, she just hates us, so she's biased. Yeah. She's a bitch, Sadfair. You know what? I don't like to use coarse language myself, but she is kind of a bitch-ass whore, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Let me introduce myself. Name's Zara Lel. Pleasure to meet you all. She ha shakes her hands one by one. Hi. Like, this is a very different kind of person than what you expected. Like, she is beautiful to the point where you kind of assume that she can be prim and proper and standoffish. Mm -hmm. But now that she's talking, she's kind of, like, starry-eyed. And, man, she talks a lot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> would anyone like to make me a society check? Yes, I would. Okay. Yep. 15. <laughs> also, is sense motive still a thing? Yeah, perception. Cool. I'm gonna roll that too. Well, in your case, deception, because you can check if she's lying. Sick, my deception's higher. You got lie to me. I do have lie to me, and I rolled 26. Is she being honest? Seems to be. She is just genuinely impressed by this place. Okay. Okay, but my society, I rolled a 19. Okay. Royari, you recognize that she is a sylph. Oh. Oh. Um, they're a planar scion. Uh, to our D&D fans, she's the equivalent of an Ergonassi. Somewhere in her ancestry, much like in Volio's ancestry, there would be an angel, and in Ariato's ancestry, there would be a hag. Uh, in a sylph's ancestry, there would be a genie, uh, specifically an elemental of air such as a jinn. 
Cool. Which would explain how she was able to do all those cloud tricks. She kind of like puts her hands together and says, So here's the ten. I know Delamar came in saying that we pay better. How much do you guys pay? Uh, we pay, uh, how much do we pay? <laughs> well, let's calculate that based on your uh, performance today. That'd be, that'd be good information. Because you're going to get some money from this. Not, uh, not a ton, but some. Yeah. Uh, that's one gold today for you all. Do you tell her that? Yeah, well, I said, uh, well, it depends on the show, but funds like this get you about fun gold. A gold per show? Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. much. More than three silver. Um, they paid you three silver. Yeah, more than three silver. You guys get paid three silver? I forgot uh. how badly she paid. Here's the thing. How about... I just disappeared. I brought my calliope, and that's honestly the only thing that was keeping me back there. So, you guys are putting on a show, and you want a marvelous calliope at your performance? Uh, I think Zarel is just a star your show needs. Well, having a music number would actually be really nice. I think that would be cool. It is very tempting, yes. But you must be on probation. You know what you showed up here to do, yes? Cause a ruckus, I'm well aware. So, we will be keeping an eye out on you, but we do welcome anyone scorned by Mistress Dustlight. Have I mentioned my level? What's your level? No, no. on a scale of 1 to 20, what would you say that it is? I put myself at a 5. Hired! Oh my. <laughs> welcome aboard! You shake hands <laughs> with Zarallel, the Cloud Angel, uh, and you welcome a new show, a new act into the Circus of Wayward Wonders, Stolen from the clutches of Mistress Dusklight's Celestial Menagerie. You have another one of her uh, wicked performance, but you're probably going to have to turn into the, into the city guard. <laughs> and opening night uh, in the city of Eskadar was a smashing success. One can only wonder, now that you've got this out of the way, what lies next for you in the city at the edge of the Isle of Erin? This episode of Dice to Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Dennis FFX, Eva, Chris Lutman, Hiku, Lonesome Chunk, Rick Jones, Casper, Steph, Emlyn, Cone Without Name, Sean C, Fan Daniel, Skyly Peep, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Elizabeth, Danny, Jenna Mitchell, James R, Kane Kendrick, Donald Bewley, Sky Evangeline, Mel Eeyore, Tesla Et, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Harley Fleming, Jolene, 
Anna Maria, Felicia, Roxy, Sonia, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Casey Corn, Emlyn Moderna, John the Book Order, SS66Seeker, Leon, Tyler, Dame Valerie Deterred, and Sierra. You want to support us too? Check out uh, patreon.com slash and see what you can get for helping us to keep it rolling. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.